Focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. From fret to fret, from get in line to box set. Nah. We're It's All Been Done, the podcast. I'm Saker and I am your father. <laughs> My father's dead. Mine too. Could we be, we'll be each other's fathers. Okay. I'm Evan and I'm your father. <laughs> we have good dads. We both did and do yeah. now that we're each other's I father. have a really good relationship with my father. <laughs> Me too. He and I do a podcast together <laughs> weekly. Yes, we do. We always make time for each other. We're sort of that uh, all you zombies. Uh, all you zombies? Never heard of it. You're them. a writer, Evan. Uh, Robert Heinlein's story, Hein-Hein. I think. Yeah. Here's spoily time. You ready? It's still worth reading, even if you spoiled it. Come at me. Uh, there's like a, a woman who comes into a bar, and there's people in the bar, and her her job is to kill somebody, I think, and then retrieve a baby. I'm misremembering the hell out of this story. But it turns out that through time travel hijinks, each of the people in the bar are her, who has gone back in time uh, to do something else. Um, I often I often like have... Well, that's, that's one of my like fantasies, where I meet myself from the past or uh-huh. like from the future we just like go to a bar and i meet myself at like five-year intervals and we just have a chat i think it would also be cool to meet myself from like alternate dimensions right like just to see how my life would have like to, it would get to the existence of a soul sure i think because if i am you know if Basically i were if i were born like as a person of color or a woman or you know poor or right <laughs> or like rich or you know i was born in africa or i was born in the middle east or something like that or I went to a different college, like it'd be fun to meet myself. And if I'm fun, if there's some fundamental sameness about me, then that means there is like a soul. But if not, if I'm just totally different, then, you know, that's just how it is. Number right? one, this is too deep for this part of the podcast. Well, that's sort of my MO, isn't it? It's hella like, deep. I like it though. I like that. Like this, no, this is something I've spent, I've spent probably collectively days thinking about this, how cool it would be. I think number two though, is that I'd imagine that every other Evan is just, they has a big motorcycle jacket and an eye patch. God, what if it was like that? I just showed up and I'm the same except for me. Like, I'm the the oddball. (laughs) You're just, every other universe is post-apocalyptic Evan, like Mad Max (laughs) Evan, I think. Um, I feel like I would, okay, here's a question. uh How long do you think you would survive in a Mad Max world, and what would you what would you be doing? For sure, I was thinking about this as I was watching Fury Road. Okay, like zero seconds <laughs> I would last. I feel like I would be. I'm a I'm a teacher, which uh-huh. for all intents and purposes is kind of a job that can translate to a post apocalyptic society. But I think what do you teach? I teach technology. <laughs> which now what kind of technology? <laughs> I teach how to use the Google Suite and other. Oh, you want to learn Photoshop, kids? In this post, but hey, War Boys, do you want to learn how to how to edit this? In do you the want past, to learn <laughs> I have I taught language arts. I've taught social studies, which again are things that are useless. Yeah, I feel like social studies would be very useless. Really, the only teacher that would survive is like there's another shop. country that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, right. What what? So what teachers? Woodshop and survival skills. Yeah, like like the like home ec. Home ec. If that's even a thing anymore, I think it's probably called something different. Probably home ec seems super creepy and gendered even back then. Right. <laughs> so I I would not. I don't have a job. So they ask, what can you do for our society? I say, do you need me to teach you how to edit a podcast? How much blood do you need? Because <laughs> yeah. I got a body full of it. <laughs> that's true. If you're a bigger boy, then you got a lot of blood yeah. inside you. You could be a so professional I feel like donor. you do okay because you're you're kind of personable and you're funny. So I feel like you would be like a um. There'd be the, uh, you know, murder master slam, (laughs) 
big, <laughs> is this an event? Big Murder Master Slam. No, that's the guy who runs this like cult, oh, this like murder cult. And then you're like the guy who kind of like you're like the salacious crumb, where you like kind of hang out with him. You're like, <laughs> well done, Murder Master. So I would be a jester, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad job. No, I get to comment on the king. I'm the only one who could do so without right. repercussion until he kills you. Yeah, until you cross true. that line. But I feel like you'd be good about towing the line. I think I would. I, I have some understanding of people. Yeah. I once pushed your brother on a couch. It's <laughs> the only time I've ever gotten super angry at somebody. So yeah, I could I could be personal. I could take shit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, people could throw tomatoes at me. Um, they probably won't throw tomatoes at you. Those are probably super valuable. They're going to throw like bits of ca- like car parts at you. That's <laughs> true. This is Mad Max, remember? Um, Bullet shells. But beyond that, I feel like in a fight, I've never gotten into a fight in my life. Have you? Yeah. Really? I've, I've gotten into fist fights both in like practice and in earnest really yeah practice fist fights yeah like uh i, I was into mma for a long time in oh, college. oh like sparring yeah. and shit yeah, okay yeah. yeah sure so how about how long do you think you would last uh it depends on how lucky i am <laughs> okay give me the scenario in which you last for a while what what luck would you have to well, stumble okay on? um i would need basically like a sugar daddy <laughs> like a <laughs> that's basically how i could do it okay like i need like a bigger I need a murder master to take care of me. Murder master slam? <laughs> yeah, somebody who I've like ingratiated with myself with. Because I feel like I could be a good second in command. Sure. I don't feel like I have the chops to run anything because I'm not a big picture guy. But I can sure. get shit done. And I feel like I, I can manage people. Sure. I don't like doing it, but I could. You'd be a mid-level that's, that's, post-apocalyptic. My, my plan for post-apocalyptic society is the same as my plan in real life. <laughs> mid-level management that has the least amount of... <laughs> Keep your head low and hope that you survive. <laughs> that's how I survive. Sure, yeah. But I feel like both of us, if we encountered somebody on a motorcycle who wanted to kill us and steal everything we had... We would die. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to shoot it. I mean, I've shot guns before, but I don't know how to shoot guns. And yeah. I mean, if I have, like, I could like hit somebody with a hatchet or a sword or punch them. Right. That's probably not good if they're like on a motorcycle. Right. <laughs> At the same time, with a though, chain. <laughs> I, saw my head off. I almost, I almost take pride in the fact that I would die quickly in an apocalypse because I feel like you're the too pe- soft for this world. I am. The people who are like prepper, like I watch every episode of Walking Dead, and like I know exactly what I would do. Like those aren't cool people because the apocalypse hey you can be a prepper and also be a good person a pre- sure but the people who are like i know exactly where i'd go in a zombie apocalypse and i own a shaolin spade because i know that those are the most uh, integral weapon to a integral and integral we're going back to last episode so i Sorry. feel like i feel like the, you're, the people you're talking about are the people who are the first to turn like the ones that were like oh yeah apocalypse is happening so like the society hasn't broken up yet but they're the first like they have to get, <laughs> get first on that fucking motorcycle and start sawing off people's heads with chains exactly those are the people who are looking for an excuse to kill someone in real life and so they're really excited (laughs) for the zombie apocalypse because they're like i've wanted to shoot somebody for a long time and that's this is another thing i've sort of thought about a lot is is i want to get some sort of viable skill Mm -hmm. like a functional skill for you know uh, a medieval level society like if if you walk up to the walk up to the uh, concrete wall and there's like a guy with a face mask and like one eye he's like what are you doing right. and you're like well uh, i'm a cooper i can make barrels right like, oh shit come on in <laughs> like i could be good at something like that i could be a a gelder <laughs> <laughs> you think gelding seems easy i feel like gelding 
<laughs> your perfect job. You'd be like the jokester slash gelder. Yes. Like, I'm it would be the, just the, it would be the ultimate what's... insult to like the enemy. Like when once the murder master kills his rival, like not kills him, but like beats him down. Right. He's like, I'm going to have my jester geld you. <laughs> so that's like, you're like the court gelder too. It's perfect. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like I'm a better person than you. <laughs> I don't know if that was ever a question. I'm like, I'm going to make you a barrel. And you're like, I'm going to cut balls off. Yes. I'm going to start cutting balls. But think of how great they would be. Would you my... name your knife? Oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> I would name my knife. I would name it Errol Flynn. I would name mine... Mm... Oh, what's a good knife pun? I feel like it would have to be punny, wouldn't you? What's Errol Flynn was a gunsman, wasn't he? A yeah. gun... No, he was a sword fighter and stuff. But also he, he worked as an Errol Flynn... I could do a fucking podcast about him. He is a monster. Really? <laughs> I, I love him and he's terrible. He was like basically, he worked as like a slaver in like New Guinea for a while. He worked like a plantation and um, this is, you know, in the ni- early 1900s. It's yeah. not, it's not like, this is like when slavery is in theory illegal across the world. Right. But he also, he was also a gelder. Yeah. That's why I brought it up. He would, uh, according to his own autobiography, uh, My Wicked Wicked Ways, he would... Uh, <laughs> this is real? Yeah. Okay. He wanted to name it In Like Me, which is the great name, but they wouldn't let him name it. That would have been amazing. I know, I know. But he, he, according to him, he worked on like a sheep farm in New Zealand where they would geld sheep all fucking day. Yeah. And the way they would do it was bite them off. Oh, yeah. There's a, uh, a documentary that I saw once called... Oh, fuck... But it was about, like, the native people of, like, uh, some Icelandic culture. But, like, graphic, like, this is how the women bite the balls off of, like, goats and sheep. And, yeah, like... apparently that's the best way to do it. And he, he, he's, he's like, yeah, we get home from work and our faces and our beards would all be covered in shit. Oh, good. <laughs> blood. Fucking God. He's like, yeah, I could gild a thousand sheep in a day. Yeah. Like, just, God damn. <laughs> the past, man. The past. So weird. I wish I could remember what that documentary was That's called okay. so y'all could look it up right now. So, um... I'd name my knife Mac. Not after Mac the Knife, but after my favorite McDonald's mascot, Mac Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the piano-playing moon. Who I remember that, I remember that commercial. Yeah. Do you remember... Again, I, I feel like it's becoming a and your whole, your whole, uh, your whole uh, purpose in life at post apocalypse would give it a burger big enough to you have to like stick your knife down through That's to keep right. it together. Yes, so, like yes, once yes. I do that, I can die. Uh, we had one of the biggest McDonald's in the world near us in Warren, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, when we were growing up. Did you ever go in there? Do you remember it? Nope. Mm, they had a piano with a player Mac tonight. It was amazing. Holy shit! Yeah, like an automatic like piano player. It was really oh. cool. Well, <laughs> that's where this line of questioning ends. Uh, in any case, what the hell? How did we get here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, we have a uh, we have some bare nakeding to do. So... Yeah, I forgot. We have to pivot to this. Yeah, somehow. we have to we have to get right to it. So, so, so wait, how long do you think the bare naked ladies would survive in the apocalypse? Oh, shit. Um, that was my attempt at a pivot, but it's just going to drag us deeper. No, no, I'm no, sorry. no, no. I think this is good. Um, I think that they would last for. Are they the first? They've all survived. Yeah. Of course. And are they one of the... Oh, fuck. Like, they do a good acoustic set. They don't necessarily need electric instruments. Right. So I would say they would last for quite a while. Yeah, Houseman, they're very entertaining. I've been to many medieval fairs. Oh, my and God. And most of the entertainment is not great. So if you had a, somebody who could put on a good acoustic set... Yeah, and I mean, like, it's like... Have you ever seen the movie, the Kevin Costner movie, with The Postman? Yeah. Where he the goes to that, people. like, uh, he goes to, like, a, a holdfast or something, and Tom Petty is in charge of it. But oh, it's shit. not Tom Petty playing somebody. It's fucking Tom Petty really? as Tom Petty. And it's amazing because he shows up. He's like, hey, 
are you Tom Petty? And he's like, yeah, I'm Tom Petty. And he's like, oh my God, that's amazing. You're a legend. Like, no, man, you're a legend. <laughs> like, I love when movies do that. There's a part in Ocean's 12, I want to say. Have you seen that? Uh, probably. So Julia Roberts plays one of the characters. Right, yeah, okay. And part of their plot is, hey, do you know who you look like? Do you <laughs> look like Julia Roberts? We could pretend you're Julia Roberts and sneak you into this oh, thing. Genius. Like, what a meta fucking, like, nobody ever told her that before in her life. Like, you look exactly, exactly like, like Julia Roberts. And I look exactly like George Clooney. It's, <laughs> it is hard to Have think. Have you guys all seen Ocean's Eleven? This is really <laughs> creepy. It's really, it trips me out to think about when you watch a piece of media, it has to be, unless they explicitly say something like that, that... None of the media that those other characters appear in has ever... Like, if you watch, yeah. you know, uh, fucking... I don't know. So, like, New Kids on the Block exi exists in a world where none of their CDs were ever released. They were never a band. New Kids on the Block exists... I'm just desperately trying to get us onto <laughs> no, this song. No, I really want to talk about... Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's pivot over. <laughs> All right, so the song that we are going to talk about this week is called New Kid, parentheses, on the block. On them block. Uh, and here's a little sample of it. So, we have New Kid on the Block here. Evan, what you think about New Kid on the Block? Mm. <laughs> this was, uh, this was like, another song in my, like, trilogy of not liking. It, oh. I liked the music. Like, the, I didn't have to be famous. Like, yeah. that. That was, I mean, like, the just the actual, like, musicality of it. But for this, for me, this was like a twin to box set where it's another song about fame. Like, and this is literally directly about New Kids on the Block. Yes, I thought that was ballsy as fuck. Well, no, it isn't. This is like 92, so they're they're crashing hard. No, they are. I thought that's why it was ballsy. So, so Bare Naked Ladies piling on is super ballsy? Absolutely. Well, no, I don't think they're... Pi I think they probably wrote this song when New Kids was at its height. And then when they, when they brought it over to actually record on CD, they were like, this song was about New Kids on the Block. They're no longer a thing anymore. Do we want to make this song about something else? Nah, let's just make it about this failing... Like, the song is immediately dated from square yeah. one yeah it was dated because new kids on the block were, were barely a thing i don't know but you thought it was they were just piling on that's I, how you i found because this is like this is post millie vanilli right uh yeah because millie vanilli is like 90 like 91 something like that yeah okay so that's when that's when like all the shit blew up uh and we'll talk more about millie vanilli next week yes we will yes but, um <laughs> yeah, this is like all the shit blew up from the because new kids were also accused of uh, lip syncing. Lip syncing, but they they didn't. Right. I think yes. they, they played their own. I'm sure they did. They did on stage and stuff, but they played their own vocals. It wasn't like a different person singing, which I oh, think right. was the problem with Millie Vanilli. Okay, very. But right. now that's not a fucking problem at all for us. Oh no, we no, don't no. even care. But uh, I forgot what I was. No, yeah. So so I, I agree with you in that it's. I think it's very much a twin of box set in um in terms of lyrical content, but right. I I almost feel like it trends more towards. Hello City and Brian Wilson in that it's sort of a, a Don't you dare compare this to those songs. Lyrically, okay. in terms of the content. <laughs> because I feel well, I take offense with you comparing it to box set, because I gotta <laughs> say I wasn't a fan of the song either, but box set is not goddamn jam. But this is a it's a lamentation about fame, right? Right. And I'm I was really bummed out because there's no possible way this song could be about a vampire. <laughs> that is upsetting. But it really, it really bummed me out. Unless one of the new kids on the block 
is a vampire, yeah, <laughs> but they never explicitly say. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I I, I feel like the the thesis of this song again is like I like I'm so smart, I'm so cool. Damn it, that sucks. Like it sucks to be popular. It, it sucks to be amazing. Weird that this song was written to like it was written to the parents of the of fans of New Kids on the Block. Creepy. That was super creepy. It might just be your daughter on that block. I just, yeah, that line was very squicky to me. Again, different time, I guess. You have to keep in mind that, you know, maybe. Yeah, and I, I mean, I liked it. It was, this is a pretty straightforward song. Like this, I felt this was more a BNL song than I Love Ya. Like I Love Ya was a departure from their style for me. And this one sounded like a BNL song. Like if I, if I had heard this with no lyrics and no attribution, I would yeah. be like, yeah, it's probably Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. Um, uh, this one was actually co-written by Scott Dibble, who... <laughs> of Dibble Dots? Of Dibble the Dibble Dot, Dot Fortune? Uh, this <laughs> is... Dibble Dots are like the lesser version of Dippin' Dots. Yeah, yeah. You know how shitty Dippin' Dots are? You only get them at like Kosai. This is and, the like... Dollar Tree version of Dippin' Dots. <laughs> Dibble Dots. Dibble Dots. <laughs> they're all like different sizes and shapes. Like they're not uniform. It's, it's the exact same logo, except they turn the P's to B's. <laughs> like Dibble Dots. You'll love them. Dibble Dots there. You'll love them? <laughs> You'll love them, question mark? <laughs> Dibble Dots. Ice cream, it's like Dibble, Dibble Dots is like the ice cream of the future. That's their, that's their slogan. Yeah, how shitty is that? Ice yeah. cream of the future? Why? What? Well, it never caught on. Wait, wait, I feel like that's very... Evan, the beautiful thing is that the future is always the future. Yeah, so eventually some futureling is going to be eating <laughs> Dippin' Dots. This is true. But it's not as good as regular ice cream. So <laughs> what kind of future do we live in where you have to eat Dippin' Dots? Yeah. Like our post apocalyptic Okay, yeah. maybe Dippin' Dots store better than regular ice cream. They're more shelf-stable. <laughs> Boy. So only that's that's what ice cream will be to yeah. Mad Max people. I hear Dibble Dots never <laughs> go stale <laughs> because they're not made of... of yeah, uh, and they're always cold. Yes, you, can, you can keep them out. <laughs> Dibble Dots are like an eldritch horror. <laughs> like, also, they're not rad. They're a weird shape yeah. that my brain can't comprehend. <laughs> my eyes keep sliding off them. <laughs> yes, they do. It's like but, staring at the sun. <laughs> but they taste great. Right? Or speaking, do they? Speaking of staring at the sun, walking on the sun, let's go back to Bernie Glaze's. <laughs> that was a that was a not a But Smash Mouth, of course, hunts Bernie Glaze. Yeah, so Scott Dibble is like um he was like a he toured with them uh-huh. and he was their friend. And then he's like, hey, I got a song for you. He ya. was their friend. Let me pitch you. He's got a Wikipedia page that's like three paragraphs long. I don't wow. know how it justifies a Wikipedia page. He probably wrote that himself. There's a lot of those on there. <laughs> it's possible, but most of those get removed for like not uh, not being you know relevant enough to pop culture. Maybe. But um, but yeah, this guy, he toured with them. He was a friend. He wrote, he wrote a song for them. And then they wrote a song that appears on his CD because he's a musician as well. And uh, that's... Oh, man. Should we switch over to Dibblecast? <laughs> absolutely aquacast dibblecast chumbacast we got it got a lot of casts um yeah uh but so i think that it's funny that you say that this sounds quintessentially bnl because in fact it was not in fact it is is dibble i said it sounds like bnl mostly uh, because they're performing it i think but yes. yeah it was, it was co-written so i'm sure that they got their yes little shit in and it. it was i really liked it musically like it was another minor key song that like an e major and shifts into like c for the chorus yeah so yeah. it was good i liked that they were playing with it and i wanted i wanted it to shift from a minor key when he's talking about how terrible he is to a major key when he's talking about how awesome being a new kid on the block but it doesn't that do that been nice that yeah been cool, that would have been a cool thought um yeah um you know, it's interesting because I think this one takes a little bit of a different view on on fame and and 
and and the the ruination that fame brings because this one kind of focuses on children. So like I think this one is I mean it's no like you know yeah, how well, children can ever grow up. Mm, and, yum yum. Yum yum. <laughs> Stop. Dibble dots. Dibble dots. Dibble dots are children. <laughs> um which I thought was an interesting take on it. I mean there are not a whole lot of songs about this, are there? About the literally about the new kids on the block? About how <laughs> fame hurts you as a child. <laughs> I don't think this is about a song, fame hurting anyone as a child. I think it's just about a new kid on the block. I mean, so he, he, they obviously heard, it, heard a bunch of young women who were on their bus. Well, yeah, but he's saying, like, you know, they're 23, they won't let me grow up. I went to apply for the army and they laughed in my face. Which is pretty funny because Canada doesn't have a draft. And, <laughs> and we don't have one either. We have, yeah. like, we have selective service. Wait, so he doesn't say he's being drafted. He went to apply I to what? I went to register for the draft. draft. Oh, to register for the draft. Well, I got up to the counter and the little just laughed. She said, a new kid. So this is taking place in like 19... Like, like <laughs> but it's the new kids on the block. pre-Vietnam. <laughs> so this implies that the new kids on the block may also be vampires who've existed... <gasps> oh, thank you! <laughs> we got around to it. Oh, okay. Very, very I good. Was hoping, I was hoping you would help me with this. Yes, I got you there. It's okay. Um, yeah. Oh, and, and in fact, the song actually talks about selling your soul, doesn't it? Yeah, it tells about Elvis selling his soul. Elvis selling his soul. Maybe there's a whole cabal of musical vampires throughout got, history. There's gotta be. And I write the songs we sing. But look at Elvis, he sold his soul and you crowned him king. Yeah. Um, which I thought was a shitty line. Like, uh, Well, Elvis didn't write his own songs either. Like, he just stole them from, like black artists well that's true um but like we may not write the songs we sing look at elvis he's like covering a song is not selling your soul for elvis i guess it was different but well, like but again this is an idiot talking about it that's <laughs> true any song becomes better if you assume the narrator doesn't <laughs> dumb, know dumb. what he's talking about he's either an idiot or an mra right. like that's like most of the fucking songs on this album are either written by like an mra or an, an idiot. Yeah, well... But even though they're really good, not, I guess. Not mutually exclusive. Yeah. But it's, I also think that, like, you know, when you are 19 and a privileged white male, yeah. you kind of default... Not default to MRA. And I think, obviously, most people grow out of it. Hopefully. But, like, you feel like, you know, you're entitled. You feel yeah. like... Yeah. So I, I can definitely see where they were aiming here. I mean, loss of privilege is a loss. Yeah. And it feels like something's being taken away from you because it literally is. But again, you shouldn't have had it in the first place. Right. So Yeah, fair enough. I mean, who doesn't want to come home from like a hard day of work and have like dinner and drinks ready for them and just like put their fucking feet up? Yeah. Like, you deserve it. But literally, so does everybody else. Right. Like anyone who works hard should get something like that. That's nice. Yeah. Not yeah. just white guys. Yeah, this is true. Um, but this uh, isn't the privilege yeah. cast. <laughs> How did we Actually, get... this kind of is the privilege cast. Two <laughs> white guys talking about bare naked <laughs> ladies. Yayo. Have we hit with this song the 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 peak saturation of pop culture references? Because before we were referencing pop culture, we referenced mm -hmm. Sticks, Ballad of Gordon references Michael Jackson. We've mm -hmm. referenced. Uh, the James Bond thing. We've referenced it. But here we actually have a song that is literally about. Yet yeah, literally, actually about bare naked or about new kids on the block. Literally, 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 literally about new kids on the block. <laughs> so it's about a pop culture phenomenon, right? Yes. So it's it's like it's not even a historical figure; it's a contemporary figure. That's weird. Unless this is written from the perspective of someone in the 1950s who's going to register for the draft. <laughs> Jesus. But uh, yeah, it's, I don't think it's weird. I I feel like bare naked ladies have made their bones with pop culture references. Like that's an easy in to anyone. 
Yeah. I mean, they're, I they're weird outing it, right? But do you feel like at this point in the album, when you heard at the end of the song, yeah, step one, have lots of fun, were you like, I'm I'm checking out? Like, yeah, you where can... they were just literally quoting, quoting... KOB songs yes. in the... Uh, I think I didn't check into this song, so there was no time I could check out. This isn't the, this isn't the worst song on the album, right? For me, what's the worst song for you? Box set so something... far. Box set so far. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so angry at you, but that's fair. That's fair. For me, for yeah. me, I'm not saying it's um, a, obviously a bad song, but um, objectively a bad song. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I f- I feel like we've hit a saturation point on this album where it's like, I understand that you're a novelty band. I understand that this is. I don't think they're a novelty band. But then why? Neither do I, to be honest. But I feel like at this point, they didn't understand their identity. Like, they didn't know, like, are we funny? Are we serious? Like, at the beginning, when I first started listening to this album, when I first started doing this podcast, I thought that was something to be kind of, like, held up in, in great esteem. Like, look at all the things. They're funny here. They're serious here. But now I actually think it's it's a crisis of, like, identity crisis. Like, who are we? <laughs> well, they're just trying to appeal to everyone, it seems like. Trying yeah. to be everything to everyone. Great album. Uh, it's a, <laughs> This is a little too scattershot for me, though. That was that was box set for me, like where they were just like, yeah, shooting bullets into the sky. Yeah, that's true. Um, I like uh, fireworks, so I was into it. I like ice cream sandwiches too. <laughs> I like ice cream sandwiches, sandwiches too. too. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I feel like this is a safe song. Mm-hmm. Like this is this. There's there's no risks they're taking in this song. It's slow as a follow up to "I Love You." It makes the middle of this album just feel like. I think that I think that they this was a very conscious choice on their part because they might have written this when the new kids on the block were very were kind of the new thing. Right. But this is like when Gordon came out, it's like peak garbage time for the new kids. Like right. they're trying to recover from like a body blows. Right. And so they're like, yeah, fucking put this on there. We'll pile on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone hates the new kids now. That's possible. Um, I I don't know, but I feel like I'm excited to get to the end of this album so that we can do a uh uh when we talk about whatever the final song is, I really want to do a resequencing where we like take a look at the album. Cause I would yeah. not sequence this. I might, this might be a B side for me. This because... would be a secret song at the end where you have to listen. <laughs> the album is 17 hours long. You have to listen through 17 hours of garbage to get to this. You know what? If this album ended with, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I actually might be like, this is fun. This is funny. But like, honestly, in my resequencing, this is where Ballad of Gordon goes. It's yeah. because I love you's on one side of it, low, slow, low tempo, mm-hmm. except for the jazz parts. On the other side of it is Blame It On Me, which we'll talk about next week, low, slow, low tempo. So I understand they wanted a palate cleanser in between the two. Right. But I feel like this is not the right song. Ballad of Gordon, you get in, you get out, your palate is cleansed. Like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, Ballad of Gordon is for kids. Who cares? They're scattershot in any way. Yeah, they put a couple kids songs. <laughs> yeah. Just like slide in some of that, like uh, the, the kids songs. Snack from, time. Snack time songs. Yeah. How many ninjas do you see? <laughs> Do you, do you have that? Give us a snack time update. I have. We still have an empty CD case. Okay, great. I want to do it every week from now on. The snack right. time update. Snack time update. Uh, we actually we looked at the CD case last night. And we, we did. Pulled out, we pulled out a picture and it had all the bare naked ladies as little kids, which was really cool. Yeah. Tyler's. Tyler's fro was amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah, I love it. Um, because I've only seen him as like a bald guy, and then with like the, the, dreadlocks. the, the really short dreadlocks. Yeah. 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 Uh, what else? What else do you have about? That? I have a couple other things I'd like to talk about, but what do um, you have? I don't know. I think that. 
just talk about boy bands, I guess. Yeah. Like, I thought that was really kind of fun to talk about boy bands in general. I mean, what what constitutes a boy band to you? A uh, 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 band made of boys? That's it? So, like, the Beatles are a boy band to you? Yeah. Like, the Rolling Stones are a boy band? Boys, not men. Oh, so boys to men. Boys to men. Definitely a boy Was band. Was a boy band at some point, and then they turned into a man band. Well, what about like uh, like Hanson? Is Hanson a boy band? Yes. Okay. One hundred percent. Not so, anymore. So like so, what are the uh, so just a band made of boys? Yeah. At, at this point in their career, Bare Naked Ladies are a boy, boy band? band. I don't know. I think that there has to be there's some other qualifications. Like there has to be like a certain. I mean, this song lays them out for you, right? What are the qualifications? You have to be sort of managed. Like your image is managed in a certain way by a party that is external to you. That's true, and there probably is some some level of of stage show that also goes along with being a boy band. And where... I mean, they all, boy bands tend to sing in close harmony too, as yeah. opposed to and they, they use ladies. yeah the, the ridiculous ladies sing in close and open harmony. They use different types of harmony. Okay, so so they they play play with their harmonies quite a bit. But um, right. yeah, so 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 let me ask you that. Speak... Here's my question: Is okay. Destiny's Child a boy band? How about Spice Girls? <laughs> no, Just has to be boys. They're not boys. All they're right. a girl band. Like Jonas Brothers. Yeah. One Direction. Yeah. Smap. Yes. <laughs> Smap. Yeah. God, I love Smap. Yeah. I'd say idol bands are boy bands if they're boys. Yeah. Are you are you going to argue against any of these? I don't know. I was just trying to, th- I was trying to pin down what actually a boy band is to me. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a band where every member is male and younger than 23. <laughs> No, that's not true, because I think Backstreet Boys were, like, in their 30s when they first came out. There's, like, the old one. But, I mean, you have a couple breakouts from the various boy bands, like Timberlake, Justin Timberlake. (laughs) Timberlake? Timberlake. Yeah, I suppose so. Is that what he calls himself nowadays? Uh, I think you're missing up Timbaland and Justin Timberlake. That's just his name. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I I think. So, do you know know the new kids on the block? I know of them. So, what I tried to do is I tried to narrow down which new kid on the block... (gasps) That's actually I was thinking like the boy band archetypes, right? What, right. How would the bare naked ladies fit into that? Ooh. So you've got like the bad boy, you've got the shy one, you've got the young one, you've got like the older brother, you got the heartthrob. Are these are these the real archetypes? Like I mean, they're they're archetypes. I don't know exactly what types yeah, yeah, of yeah. archetypes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, they're five. Perfect. Perfect. Oh shit. Oh okay, yeah. Okay, let's do this. So here are the five archetypes for boy bands: the heartthrob slash the sweet one. The bad boy slash the rebel, the cute one, the older brother, and the shy one. <sighs> okay. So the bad boy is definitely Stephen Page, right? Bad boy is Stephen Page, which means that the heartthrob sweet one is the unofficial face of the band, so that's probably Ed Robertson. Right. The shy one, I'm going to... Oh, Jesus, this is easy. I feel like the, Cregan, the Cregan is the shy one. I think he's the cute one. <laughs> you're telling me a lot about yourself. I think the shy one is the keyboardist, Kevin Hearn. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he's the... Suddenly, things become unsound. All right, he's the. You said he was the cute one. I think he's the shy one. The cute yeah. one is the Cregan, and the older. We can agree that the older brother's Tyler. I think the older brother's the Cregan, and the cute one is because Cregan. The cute one is Tyler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really dug myself into a hole there. I feel like an asshole. Do you um, think so? I'm not trying to call you out. So I guess Cregan. Okay, so are we talking like Tyler? Oh, because it's bare naked ladies, Tyler. He... So he's got the little dreadlock. It's not like him as a kid, where he actually was really cute. Smap. Smap. Uh, yes, not him as a... <laughs> so we have, we have the bad boy in the heartthrob easy. Yeah, I'd say... I think I think the older brother is... Ty- I don't think he's a heartthrob. He's not the cute one. He's not cute. I don't think either Tyler... Neither, neither Tyler nor the Cregan are 
register is cute to me. But again, I'm not the kind of person you'd want to ask. I think that the Cregan is literally an older brother. Oh, wait, no, he cleans up real nice. Never mind. There's a good picture of him. Yeah. Okay, I was wrong. He's a cute one. He's got a real toothy smile. I like that. <laughs> I like that kind of guy. Let me tell you, I was... I was looking up a YouTube video for one of these songs. I think Blame It On Me, What You're Doing Next Week. Uh-huh. And somebody, it's it's them doing a version of it. And one of the YouTube comments was, what a great song. I love the part where the tiny man played the violin. <laughs> <laughs> when they're talking about him playing the double bass. Now I can never get that out of my tiny head. Man. That Jim Cregan is like two feet tall. <laughs> or not even. He's eight inches tall and he's playing a violin. Um, yeah. So, okay. So then so then he's, he's the cute one. The older brother's Tyler. And the shy one is... Kevin Hurt. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> Listeners, your query has been, been answered. answered. The thing you didn't give a shit about has been answered. So which new kid on the block was this about? I narrowed it down to Donnie Wahlberg and Joey McIntyre. <laughs> now okay. let me tell you why. Donnie's the bad boy. So I think he'd be the one who is most likely to want to join the military. This is hair and curls. None of them have curly hair. So I think automatically yeah. we have to assume that this is a somewhat fictionalized version of one of the new okay. kids. And then Joey joined after Mark Wahlberg left. So the other five were like friends from like elementary school. Right. And then Mark Wahlberg left. They brought in Joey. And he, he there's interviews with him where he's like, I felt disassociated from the band. It was hard to mesh with them. They weren't. Really... So like, I think this, this song is kind of from an outsider's point of view sometimes. Like, I feel like he's not as intermeshed with the band as, as the rest of the band. Um, you know, like I didn't ask to be famous. Um. Uh, Oh, where else is I getting that from? Did I lie? I didn't ask to be famous, but I'm not sad. Uh-huh. You yeah, see, maybe I've got I everything that I always wished I had. All right, it's about Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's about okay. Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie! How does he feel about Elvis? Donnie thinks Elvis sold his soul. There's an interview okay. with him where he's okay. well, then, I think we're. I think we're, we're made that up. He also, he also said the Bernie Good, Good Lady song, New Kid on the Block, is about me. That's a quote <laughs> from one of his interviews. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just some minor stuff about this song also for said, me. the more flesh I eat, the harder it is for them to see me. <laughs> and then he said, obfuscate, and he <laughs> left the right, I think he left, he was gone. Yeah. Um, I like the brief pauses at the beginning and the end of this song, where they're like, ba da da bum. end of this song yeah where it had like seven endings did it was it a lord of the rings sort of ending where they it sounded like it ended and they just stopped the song and then they started it up again i thought those were cool you didn't like them (laughs) i mean i liked i thought the oatmeal nature of the song was sort of intentional which was kind of good sludgy yeah just like okay eating a bowl of oats you know goes down smooth but that's about it (laughs) cleans you out that this sticks to your ribs every time i listen to the song it hits a brown note and i take a shit (laughs) um i thought the part where this part made me laugh every time just like on brian wilson where he goes let not drag us this where he says uh um yeah, so so when he goes, uh, I didn't ask to be famous, but I'm not sad. Somebody in the background goes, I'm not free, free, free. <laughs> like, so deep, God damn. I'm not free. Please help me. Yeah, like They're holding me against my will. Trapped in a cage. I didn't ask to be famous, but I'm not sad. You see, I've got did you have any little pieces of the song that you were thinking of like that? Ah, no. <laughs> That's no. it for Nick Like, this song just went real smooth for me. Like, it just was like... 
just eating porridge, man. <laughs> shovel, shovel it down. Get just, it done with. Next thing you know, your bowl is empty. <laughs> Got that grits yeah. without butter. Grits without butter. I wish we had just done a SMAP song instead. <laughs> we should. If we ever come into a song that we really don't like, let's just toss it out the window and do a different song. <laughs> I wish we could. Triangle's a great can we, song. Can we do next week? Yeah. What's your favorite SMAP song? Uh, Sekai no Hitotsudake no Hana. That's a good one. I like Triangle. I think if you guys... Number one, ni nakute. I don't remember how oh, it goes. Oh, uh, yeah. Isn't there a it's number like, one... Uh... It's like, number one, ni nara nakute. Yeah, I don't remember. Moto moto tokubetsu no only one. Yes, I remember it. that one. Yeah, that's, that's Sekai no Hitotsu Dake no Hana. Uh, is it? I think. I like... Uh, yeah, that's the one. That's the one I like, too. We're going to put in a little clip of it here. Okay. Okay, great. So I think that's a better song than <laughs> anything on this album. I wish, I wish that this song had been about SMAP instead of New Kids on the Block. Maybe it is. Because SMAP never had a period where, I mean, they had like downturns, yeah. but they never had a period where like they were publicly reviled like the New Kids, the poor New Kids were. Like, I don't think the New Kids deserved it. At, what, this song though, no, this song is not about the, the, the New Kids being... It's literally about Mar like Donnie Wahlberg. You said. Yeah, okay. but I'm saying this song could be about SMAP. Maybe they called it New Kid on the Block to to disguise the fact that they were singing about SMAP. Do you think? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, SMAP's still around doing good. They're, like, doing they're, great. Still, they're still crushing but it. But then again, so is New Kids on the Block. Yeah, they had the comeback, didn't they? They're they're on tour right now. Yeah. They're I don't, uh, don't want to go see them though. Can we come not on, Can we not go see I knew you were fishing for that. I got to tell you that I did. I emailed <laughs> I emailed the Vernica Ladies PR person oh, and I asked her Hey, they're coming to Columbus. Is it possible we could get an interview? <laughs> My guess, she said, oh, I forward this to somebody higher up on the chain. So uh, hopefully they'll get back to you soon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I would be ashamed of myself. It's going to be fun. The interview would just be like, I'm real sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm super duper. I'm going to hit them hard. I'm going to ask them which new kid this was about. Which I'm vampire gonna, are you? Which vampire? We really do have to ask them. We have to get in there until we get shut down by them. Like, yeah. Tell me about your layer. Well, Tell me about your layer uh, actions. They're um, the the place where we're, the venue we're seeing them at is like all open seating, yeah. so we could get right up there and just start yelling at them. <laughs> we could like start throwing punches, like try and crop on stage, like with a stake, and yes! we'll see how they react yes! to it. Yes! Oh my god! All right, we gotta oh, do that. Why don't we just fill a? Uh, oh, because we have to sneak it in, but we could fill a bottle with holy, holy water? water and then just spray it on them as they walk. Past, yeah, 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 is, yeah. A super soaker. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That would be terrifying. <laughs> we, we would be bad people. Uh, I think we already are. That's another uh, Garfield musical with Catitude moment. <laughs> oh, that's a good story to tell. Sure is. So we uh, we went to see a play at a, a place called Catco. Catco? Catco. Somewhere. It doesn't matter. It's a, it's a theater company in Columbus. And uh, we saw Fun Home there, which was a, a yeah. fun production. I it really enjoyed it. Was oh, not a fun I production. I sing a lot of those songs to my son. Do you really? Daddy? Daddy? Uh, I'm an airplane. airplane. <laughs> I just sing them at him. Like, Do you want to play airplane? airplane. Uh, yeah. But uh, we saw in their program book that they were putting on Garfield, a <laughs> musical <laughs> with catitude. And it was put on by children, all ages eight and below. So we really wanted to get just disgusting <laughs> drunk. Load up our pockets with lasagna. <laughs> you know, we wanted to bring one of those pans of like those, this pans you can buy at the store that just frozen lasagna heated yeah, up. Stopers. Wear Garfield masks, dress in orange. <laughs> and just I hate Mondays. Whistle, cat call the whole show like, yeah, yeah. Mondays suck. <laughs> 
but we did not. And our our what very wise and very smart partners pointed out that two adult men going to see a bunch of children <laughs> and getting really into it might not paint us in the best yes. light. My, my beautiful and wife actually, that instructed was us different. quite prescient. It, we should have gone in a non-ironic sense just to well, see. Here's the thing. Now that I have a child. Yeah. Oh, we can do that. He's like a ticket to those things. Yeah, he is. You can get into all the events with children. Well, the thing is, like, before I had a kid, I would like jog by a playground or something, and I'd see kids, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's pretty fun." But right. I'd, like, don't look at them. <laughs> don't like, don't like approach them or talk. Don't like do anything. Don't wave because it's like a fucking adult guy right. running by a playground. I'm like, I'm just gonna err on the side of caution and not do this. Did you feel the want to wave at the children? Yeah, because they like they'll say hi and shit to right. you. Like, the, hi, you know, like <laughs> I could count uh, probably a thousand. Somebody, a kid, did that to me just yesterday. Did you just ignore him? No, I said hi back because oh. I have a kid now. I could say hi. I can like, but your kid wasn't with you. Yesterday you were. Oh, oh. there he was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but I mean now I can go to the playground and act like a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. like the difference between a crazy person and a good dad is having a kid. A child. Yeah, it's hard to be a good dad without a child. Yeah, I just talk to him in gibberish and like make noises and stuff. I'm like, oh, what a good father. And good re- in reality, I'd like to be doing all that just anyway. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything else about this song? We've so, okay. gotten so far off track. So here's my question about boy bands. You said the Beatles were a boy band. Yeah. What about the Monkees? Yeah. Okay, so they're both boy bands. There's no distinction in your mind between them. No. I mean, that, that one was a novelty band slash boy band, but they were both boy bands. <laughs> you don't think the Monkees were a boy band? I think the Monkees were a boy band. I don't you don't think, think the, the Beatles were? I don't think the Beatles were a boy band. They I think were... they were, I mean, they wrote their own songs. So what were your qualifications? They're, they're young males who are managed very carefully. They have a look, they have a haircut, they have a, they're totally a boy band. Right, but they produce their own music. That's a big thing for me. And you the monkeys, the Beatles, the, the Beatles wrote their own songs. The monkeys did not at first. So that's the line between boy band for you. That is one qualification. That's one check mark. You have to mark all the boxes for so, me. So let's say Hanson wrote their own music. They would not be considered a boy band. I don't really consider Hanson a boy band either. I think they did write their own music, didn't they? Yeah, but they're like the definition of a boy band. But there's like choreography and shit too that goes into being a boy band, right? You gotta dance and do I, stuff. Like I said, I and then the Beatles did like a little hip sway. And yeah. the, monkeys, the monkeys did a little, did the same thing basically. because There's they were, some stage presence, but yeah. I think the Beatles had stage presence that they didn't dance. I mean, they did dance. But I don't know. I think they're 100%. I think they grew out of being a boy band. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this. I think I'm going to have to hit you over the head with a folding chair. The fizzy fizzy whiz bang or whatever it was. Uh, And we'll be right back with It's All Been Done. (laughs) Hey, Evan. Hey, up. Uh, You ever read a book? Uh, I'm in a good position of having written more books than I've read. That's an unenviable position, to be sure. I stole that line. What book are you reading right now? I am reading Daughters of the Storm. Mm, it's about it's a, it's a it's a sword and sorcery fantasy novel. Why did you make that face? I know because well, I just realized Daughters I think, of a Storm. I think that's a Doors song, isn't it? No, Riders on a Storm. Yeah, but is that a Doors song? It's a Doors song, yes, Fuck but it's not the, the Doors. Same. Doors are fine. The doors suck. I've I gotten, use them every day. I've gotten so much praise for saying that the doors are bad oh yeah like four people said okay well like six people is in our podcast so yeah it's a <laughs> good right. number so yeah so like 80 percent of our fans also hate the doors yeah that's, that's fine. fine i guess <laughs> well evan uh did you know that it's all been done has a quarterly book club why quarterly because you're busy and books are long uh, in 2018, their theme is historical fiction. The Ooh. second quarter of this year, they're reading Mrs. Sherlock Holmes by Brad Ricca. According to Amazon, it's the true story of Grace Humison, the lawyer, detective, and 
first woman U.S. district attorney who turned her back on New York society life to become one of the nation's greatest crime fighters during an era where women were still not allowed to vote. To fight crime. To fight crime. <laughs> there were no bat women, just bat men. Bat men. <laughs> um, read along and join in the discussion on social media with the hashtag QBC. Check out Quarterly Book Club and all the programming at IABDpresents.com. That's IABDpresents.com. And don't forget to support them at Patreon.com slash IABD. I love historical fiction, so I'm definitely going to give that a try. You should dig I in. I took a whole course in historical fiction. Actually, we call it, in the history profession, we call it counterfactual history. Really? Yeah. That's bizarre. Well, it's just it's just looking at historical situations to see to try and figure out how, if you change some shit. I remember one, we were taking this class, and there was a guy who was obsessed with Napoleon because he was a, a weirdo. What? It's never easy to get yeah, out of I'm not just letting you escape. Sorry, and, Napoleon, uh, go ahead. He said, well, what if Napoleon had bombers? <laughs> okay. And another guy in class just said, I do believe he would have crashed the damn things. <laughs> That's, what a good that's my best memory of counterfactual history. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah, give it a try. Go ahead and yeah. read this book, and you can tweet from the It's All Been Done account, and then people will be like, oh, this is cool. One of the shows is actually Wait, I can tweet? In the, you don't tweet? I can. Okay, I'll give you the password. I don't want. Okay, never mind. <laughs> anyway, patreon.com slash IABD. Okay, and we're back. Uh, so now we're going to spin for our bonus segment for this week. So what are we going to do on It's All Been Done? Brian Wilson, Brian Wilson, Brian Wilson, Brian Wilson. I took that off. You son of a bitch. So this one is the humor of the situation. So what I want you to do oh, is geez. we are going to find a line from this song where each, uh, maybe just one of us should do it. Or maybe both of us will do it. Find a line from the song and treat it as if it is a riddle. And then we are both <laughs> going to have to try and think of what the answer to that riddle would be. So do we pick the line randomly? Um, no, I mean, we could, but I think the best thing is like, like, hey, Evan, what kind of thing is 23 and can't grow up? <laughs> a typewriter. <laughs> Isn't that always the answer to riddles? Yeah, I think you got it. Time. It's Time is the answer. <laughs> oh, what's 23 and can't grow up? Uh, okay. All right, now you ask me a riddle. Time was the answer to yours. What makes young girls scream and old boys mock? <laughs> um... I think it's going to be a uh, a black bird. Why? Because young girls are scared by it. And old boys, they say that's they, a mockingbird. They know too much to be scared by <laughs> they it. They know too much. All right, do me again. All right. Uh, hey, Evan, um, whose face can you see in the window of every store? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. My dead dad? <laughs> what a great <laughs> riddle that everyone loves and knows the answer to. The ghost that's been following me since <laughs> I was a child. All right, give me one more. All right. Uh, what can stay up all night and have a... No, that's not a good one. What can breakdance, fight, and kick your sorry ass? Uh, the answer is Goro Majima. <laughs> is, that your, is that your warlord that's going to be your boss in the post-apocalyptic fort future? I think so. Goro Majima could kick my sorry ass. That? That's for sure. Uh, what a great segment. <laughs> we should do that one way more often. Well, when it comes up randomly. Great, yes. <laughs> So now we are moving on to rating this song. So, Evan, as usual, we begin with oh. you. Is this song bare naked or fully clothed? Gosh. Okay, so I love the music, mm -hmm. but I hated the subject matter mm -hmm. and the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to do it instead. It has to be a little bit naked. Uh -huh. So I'm going to say, okay, here's what it is. It's, it's a member of a boy band. That's pretty easy. So it's, it's presented in such a way as to try to is to be as whole whole wheat and i mean whole white bread as possible uh -huh. like you don't, you don't want to be threatening to the parents of young daughters you know it's got it's got a promise ring 
it's you know a Jonas brother, right? Sure. It's a play, it plays an instrument. You know, it, it's got a promise ring. It's 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 gonna stay virtuous until marriage. Like it's not that, but also you know, right? You know, it gets down, right? Okay. So, so it's it's wearing it's wearing a nice you know it's it's a, a totally managed look, but in such a way as to evoke lust. Okay. So you want to imagine it naked. See, mine is the other way around. Uh, mine is a a maybe a Mennonite girl. Who, uh, like, became obsessed with a boy band, right? Okay. So she's going to the concert, and she went without her parents' permission. Her parents don't know she's there, and she wants to get into the trailer later, right? But the way she dressed was she dressed very, very conservatively, right? Mm -hmm. So she's in the front row, and she desperately wants to get naked. But the members of the boy band do not choose her to come back to the trailer later. Uh, maybe partially because of her wardrobe. Uh, so it's uh, it's kind of head to toe. It has uh, the bonnet on too. Um, so you're thinking of you're not thinking of Mennonites because Mennonites can dress normal. Oh really? Yeah, I, 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 sh- I shouldn't say normal. I should say they can dress modern. Am I thinking Amish? Amish. Amish are the ones that dress because like, a Mennonite is just basically like a Amish light sort of thing. You know, what uh, in in, st- in terms of dress. Right. Yeah. Garb. I, here's I was thinking of. I thought. I was thinking of Mennonite from the Kirby franchise. What's okay. <laughs> so, so she's dressed so, like a, a so this, just like a marshmallow, I assume. Because they're all this, just marshmallows. This song is a little marshmallow, except he's wearing a badass mask and he's got a cape. Uh, so you can't see much of him, but you can see the parts of the marshmallow that are outside yeah. of the mask. So, so he's so he's naked, but like it doesn't really matter. Right. He doesn't have he's not Because there's no genitals. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fluffy marshmallow. That is perfect. So what you're getting is like a Ken doll with no clothes on. Yes! This song is Meta Night. <laughs> we figured it out. All right. Good. Great. <laughs> Get me out of this segment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Time for some bare naked males. If you have some bare naked males, things that you want us to uh, to talk about, uh, you can email us and it's it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Uh, this is a letter from Daryl. Ulrichson, the Ulrichson probably. So Daryl writes to us Ulrichson. and, and says, "Swallow that L." It's a very Norse, I feel like name. Ulrichson. Uh, Ulrichson. Hey guys, oh, read it like a Norseman would read it. Hey guys, <laughs> That's the I'm name. a Canadian lifelong Bennett ladies fan who's been enjoying your podcast immensely. Even though I think Evan's a bit hard on Ed Robertson, <laughs> I think every song so far has had lyrics I've always misheard, like "You Caught a Cold" from Enid. I always heard it as "You Gotta Know," with the following lyrics being all of the things Enid had to know he could do but didn't want to. Anyway, keep up the good work. This is one of my favorite podcasts. Looking forward to hearing what you have to say about some of the latest stuff. A couple quick questions. Number one, what's in your wallet? No. Number one, are you planning on covering the Christmas album at all or maybe just the original songs from it? I don't know. No. Saker programs this, so. <laughs> we have so much to do without the Omake albums. We're going to die here. We will die here in this studio. We may cut. Co- Honest to God, I feel like it would be so much fun to do a Patreon, except nobody. If you would support a Bare Naked Ladies It's All Been Done Patreon, hashtag give them bucks. If you would not do it, hashtag give no fucks. Give no fucks. Actually, it's like demonetized. Doesn't matter. It's fine. Uh, Question number two. So no, we won't unless we ever have a Patreon in which we cover B sides. Like why don't we do like time. a Christmas a Christmas song yes, for Christmas time? For Christmas time, maybe during December. We're going to extend this podcast indefinitely, but during December, we can do Christmas songs. Yeah, that sounds fine. I hate this. You came up with this idea. <laughs> no, you just said it. Rewind the tape. 
Okay, so what if we just do a, a Christmas song during Christmas? See, I told you. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry, two, Saker. Number two, you guys are obviously good friends. I think the listeners might enjoy hearing about how you guys met and became friends. Holy shit. Uh, we met at our I, mutual friend Craig's wedding. I feel. Oh, yeah. Duck yes. pinches. DJ Duck Pinch. That's the story that I get to tell. Sure, tell it. I'm not going to tell it. You Because can tell I have it. class and Sacred doesn't. Let's tell masturbation stories on this podcast. Let's. My roommate has given us a thumbs up from the seat over there. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> no, you don't. Sacred used to masturbate over his pants, I guess. Is that like the, That's like the first thing I learned about him. Like he and was... that's why we're such good friends. We went, to, we went out to drink after the wedding because we had nothing better to do because it was Youngstown. And yes. That's basically all you do. We didn't know each drink. other at all. Yeah. I mean, I knew of you because my partner knew you in College. undergrad yeah. and had a semi-high opinion of you. Which was amazing to me, yeah, yes. Right? <laughs> so we just kind of got really drunk. We drank entire pitchers of Guinness. Yeah, that was the... I, I met you. The first time I met you, you ordered a pitcher of Guinness and a straw. And you drank the pitcher and then ordered another picture i was of guinness. like i said when i was younger <laughs> i made some mistakes um, in my life how many years ago was that now i don't know why because i was i was an undergrad wasn't i or no it was just after undergrad so it had to have been like early aughts yeah i know like early mid aughts yeah 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 so maybe yeah. like say 10 years ago yeah probably probably 10 years ago yeah and then we played some sort of stupid i don't remember what the truth or dare but we were all telling stupid shit about ourselves yeah and uh, your girlfriend at the time hadn't known that that's how you did it too <laughs> or no she was the one who told she the story the one who told the story. Ah, that's I, remember, right. I remember her she was great good times <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and that's how we became. That's how we became. Yes. We just started hanging. Actually, I don't think we were super duper friends till we started. Uh... Well, you, you invited me to con, uh -huh. which is a yearly celebration that you used to hold at your house where yes. we spent an entire weekend playing role-playing tabletop games. Um, getting, and, and getting drunk, getting super drunk. And that was actually, I didn't drink back then. Uh, and the first time I ever drank seriously was at your con. I gave you like a Smirnoff you ice or something, like a bumbleberry. To, yes, forced me to drink Smirnoff. I was like, ugh, this is so gross. But the, the con drink that year was the water clock. Oh, Jesus. Do you remember clock. the water clock? Yes. <laughs> what was the water Clean clock? Out. It was a, wasn't like half a shot of olive oil. And half a shot of vodka. <laughs> so <laughs> as soon as you drank it, you vomited immediately. <laughs> so it just cleaned you out. The water clock. Tick tock the water The water clock. <laughs> Wait, this, this makes us sound like such bros. Like, we were drinking hard, drinking men. I know. But honestly, it was a weekend where we played tabletop games for 72 hours. Yes. So it really wasn't that uh, that fratty. Yeah. But, yeah. That's, well, thank you for the... Uh, for the. Actually, he has one more question. Oh, good. Um, If you could, if you had a chance to spend a day with one of the Brannigan ladies, which one would you choose? Ooh. I would choose Ed Robertson. Because you know what? You're right. I am down on him too much, and I've just actually the last couple songs have got me coming around on Ed, and I think I'd like to get him know, to get get him know me better. <laughs> Good. I would also choose Ed Robertson because I'd want to spend a day with my friend Evan. <laughs> He's already spending it with Ed. <laughs> we have to spend the same day. With him? <laughs> yes. I, actually, I feel more comfortable spending the day with Ed if you were there too. Yeah. Well, we'll spend the day with him when they come to Columbus, and their yeah. publicist puts us in touch with them. <laughs> Oh, hey, Ed, come stay my house. It's free. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you guys aren't having a free hotel or whatever. What if they do want to talk to us, but, like, they have, like, a really weird request because they're trying to, like, troll us a little bit? Okay. I think that would be my favorite. Like, yeah, we'll do an interview, but you have to cook us dinner at your house. <laughs> you have to show up with just the sock on your dick and yep. nothing else. You uh, have to be bare naked. Bare naked interview. Oh, God, oh. you guys have to be naked. Yes. I don't think I would do it. No, you'd have to. We have a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. You wouldn't interview them? If I had to be naked? Yeah. No. I'm really upset. There's with a lot you of right things now. I would do for this pod: show up, talk into a mic. 
That's end of end of it. Oh, listen to Bare Naked Lady songs and take notes on okay, them. Okay, great. Thank you. End. Why don't I set up every other part of this? You owe me. No, you actually paid me twenty dollars the other day. I did. You didn't spend it on a belly dancer like you said you would. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> that was a fun time, that song. Uh, we don't have any more iTunes reviews to read. Yay! Oh, leave us some iTunes Thank reviews. Thank you very much for not leaving any iTunes reviews. Subscribe, like, please share this with your friends. We want to see them numbers go up. Uh, in the meantime, um, you can get with us on Facebook. On Twitter, we are at BinDonePod. Um, Evan, what do you have to promote this week? I think, I think I'm just going to bite my tongue off. Plug. Isn't that a way to kill? Is that a way to kill yourself? Like oh, bite yeah. your own tongue off and you bleed to death in your mouth? There are a lot of veins. I think when you bite your own tongue off, you just bleed insane amounts of blood. Yeah. So go give it a try. <laughs> I'm Saker. I'm Evan. <laughs> this you have still have your tongue. Rewind. Play that tape back. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. <laughs> and we'll see you again in one week. <laughs>